John's not here, but Barry Manilow is. Does your team need to master AngularJS? Oasis Digital offers Angular Bootcamp, a three-day in-person workshop class for individuals or teams. Bring us to your site or send developers to ours, angularbootcamp.com. This episode is sponsored by Widgmo 5, a brand new generation of JavaScript controls. A pretty amazing line of HTML5 and JavaScript products for enterprise application development in that Widgmo 5 leverages ECMAScript 5 and each control ships with AngularJS directives. Check out the faster, lighter, and more mobile Widgmo 5. Hey everybody and welcome to episode 22 of the Adventures in Angular podcast. This week on our panel we have Joe Eames. Hey everybody. John Papa. Hey everyone. Lucas Rubelke. Hello. I'm Charles Maxwood from devchat.tv and this week we have a special guest, Kent Dodds. Hi there. Uh, you want to introduce yourself, Kent? Yeah, uh, most people know me on Twitter as Kent C. Dodds, and uh, I am a developer here in Utah. I work for a company called Alianza. We're a voice over IP company for ISPs. So um, I've been doing Angular for about a year and a half and loving it. Awesome. Well, the topic for our show today is form validations. Do you want to kind of give us a, a brief intro or overview? Form validation in Angular can be a little bit tricky. Well, form validation in general, like regardless of your framework, can be a little tricky because like you're taking arbitrary input from a user and you need to verify that it's you know to whatever your specifications you have, whether it's a phone number or MAC address or an email address. And Angular provides a lot of really cool things that um, help with this. But I, I think that in the community, lots of people don't, take full advantage of what Angular really is, and that's it's not just a bunch of ng clicks, ng models, ng forms that you know you have a lot more at your disposal that can really help you out with forms um, and validation. And validation is also something that I think people really overlook because it, it can be so difficult. And so that's why I like with all the projects that I've done, forms have been a huge part of what you're actually trying to accomplish, you know, lots of the CRUD apps that we build with Angular. And so having a good solution for forms is really important to make your life easier, uh, make your application maintainable, uh, and make it so that you're able to pivot uh, when product comes and says, hey, we want to change this about uh, our application, we want to change the look and feel, we want to change the voice of the application, whatever. You need to be able to make those kind of pivots and if you build your application right, as far as your forms are concerned, um, then that can be a pretty trivial thing. So so if we could set a little bit of, I guess, foundation for forms and validation, let's forget Angular for a minute. I mean, just in HTML, HTML5 itself has a whole bunch of form validation attributes that people can use, right? Yeah. And then on top of that, we can then use Angular directives to enhance how the form validation works based upon the models that Angular has. Is that? Yeah. And especially with Angular 1.3, if you're on that version, if you're, if you're not, I definitely recommend you get on that version as soon as possible. But, uh, with Angular 1.3, they bring in the ng messages module. NG model options directive, and then the async validators and the validators pipelines, which make validation like a breeze. It's it's really nice. But yeah, going back to just standard HTML5 attributes, Angular actually does jump on top of lots of those attributes, like required and disabled and max length, min length, and it, it like can kind of help you with validation just by hooking into those standard 
HTML5 attributes, but you can utilize the directive versions of those attributes for a little bit more control as well. So a lot of that went right past me. <laughs> I'm just going to admit it. So let's say I have a form and I want to validate, I don't know, I let's say I have like a name, an email address, you know, maybe a credit card number or something. I'm just thinking of something or, you know, a dollar amount. So they have to put in like a, a yeah, regular expression, a correctly or... formatted number or something. How yeah. do I go about setting all that up? There's the easy way to set up and that's the hard way to maintain. And then there's the easy way uh, or the more difficult way to set up, but much easier to maintain. So like one thing that you can do is there's a directive called ng-pattern, and actually there's HTML5 attribute uh, that's a pattern, and that takes a regular expression that you can uh, use for uh, for validation. And, and Angular will hook right into the pattern attribute and will validate the model based on that regular expression that you give it. And so like if you want to stick in a, a crazy huge validator for credit card number or URL, like be my guest, but it's actually a lot easier to use Angular's validators pipeline to be able to validate your stuff. And, and like the validator pipeline is part of the ng model controller. And so you could say you create a directive that's like your credit card validator. And you just stick that directive at, as an attribute on that input that has the ng model. And then you, with that, you require the ng model controller. And then you can add a validator to that pipeline or to that controller's validation pipeline. And that validation pipeline is just essentially an object that has keys as the name of the validator. And then the value is the function that validates. And that's pass the model value and the view value. Uh, and then you can like just do regular old JavaScript to validate that and return true if it's valid, false if it's not. And then Angular will add that to the errors for that form control for that field. So, yeah, I guess, like I said, this is a little bit more difficult to set up initially. But once it's set up, it makes your life so much easier. And I like highly recommend that, that you do things this way. There's a, a module that I want to talk about that helps with this a great deal. But, uh, yeah, so Angular does a lot for you uh, behind the scenes to tell you what is valid, what's not valid about that particular field. And uh, specifically, like with that credit card, if you re return false, then it'll tell you, hey, this uh, field is invalid and it's because the credit card is invalid or that credit card validator returned false. Let's say I'm a user and I come in and I'm typing in a credit card number. If somebody didn't put validation in the HTML, is there a way to validate it inside the, the JSON JavaScript object? Oh, I see. So like you're thinking just to validate the model itself rather than what's in the input. Right, where it would also bubble up to the input as well. I mean, because if it's, if it's in the model, then no matter where you put it on different screens, it'll be validated no matter how many places you have it. And I'm thinking, you know, you've got, let's say it's just username or email address, and you've got 20 of these things across your app. This way, if it's done on the model, it will be caught everywhere as opposed to having me having to remember to go put it in 20 different places or using a directive to uh, encapsulate that. So I'm just trying to understand where does the validation happen? Yeah, uh, good question. So, yeah, the validation happens on the, the form level. And this is where I guess I can bring in the, the module that I was going to talk about. There, there are actually two modules uh, out on GitHub that I found. One of them I'm a, a maintainer of and trying to like improve all the time and I use in all of my projects. Uh, another one was made by somebody else. The one that I have been working on is called Angular Formly. And basically, you tell Angular Formly, hey, here's a bunch of uh, templates of uh, the different input types that I have. 
So I have like just a regular text input, I have checkboxes, I have radio buttons, all these different form controls. And you can provide even like uh, controllers and they can be full on directives. But then as it, like when you start using these uh, in your controller, you just say, here's my array of fields and it's just a configuration. So at this point you're configuring your inputs and you're not writing any more HTML. Once you have defined what your templates look like and you tell formally this is what an input looks like, this is what an email looks like. Then from that point, you're just configuring your fields and formally we'll take care of, of showing those fields on the page for you. So it's just a, a directive basically called formally form. Uh, you provide it a result, which is the model that the form is going to represent the fields, which are the fields that are like your configuration. And then formally we'll spit out the full form for you based on those field configurations and your model. And so by doing things that way, you can say, hey, here's an email input or, or here's a credit card input. And I have these validators for that credit card input. And you just have to do that in one place. If somebody says, hey, your credit card validation is wrong, you have to change it in one place. You don't have to go through all the places you collect credit cards or all the places you collect emails. Uh, you just update it in that one place. And then everybody who's using that field type will benefit from, from those updates. And formally also hooks into the validators pipeline from Angular 1.3 if, if you're using 1.3. And so like then things just become like a breeze when it, it comes to doing validation. It's really slick. And I've used this module on multiple of my projects, whether moonlighting or, or at work. And it's super nice. It, like where I am at right now, I inherited a project that was just like, um, I guess the guy really knew how to write HTML. So he did it everywhere. And it just creates a lot of bugs when you have a ton of HTML that's like, HTML is, is just a huge configuration thing. And so you have a ton of the same stuff everywhere. You're copy pasting everywhere. And so we've been moving this HTML mess. I, I don't want to call it a mess, but this huge bunch of HTML into like really, really small directives where the bulk of it is just configuration of fields. And you just do that in the controller, no big deal. And it has made our application a lot less buggy because everything is consistent. Um, if we want to change the style of what labels look like or what an input field looks like, we just do it in the one place and it's, it just propagates everywhere automatically for us. And so it's been a huge help for us. That sounds helpful. Um, I guess just to kind of reset the line here for the bar, we started off talking about, you know, HTML validation, what comes out of the box, you know, you get regex validators and things like that. But I think the reason Angular has all these extra features because validation is more complicated and because of Angular's features, we can add more functionality out of the box instead of making us code like crazy. So would you kind of walk through, since you've done a lot of work in this, what would you say are the recommended steps if somebody's getting into validation with Angular, the first couple things you'd let you'd ask them to do, especially since Angular 1.3 has a few new features in it? Yeah, so I think knowledge is power for sure. And, and so... I would recommend to anybody to learn what is available in Angular, whether that be reading the Angular docs or going to Pluralsight or Egghead.io. Just learn what's available because based on my experience with uh, looking at other Angular projects, people don't know the ng-messages module is legit and ng-model and ng-model options and ng-form um, have a lot of things that you can do with them. Particularly, ng-model controller has a lot of things that you can hook into and lots of people don't know this as well, I've noticed, but when you have a form 
or an ng form in an Angular application, you give that form a name, whatever you pass as that name will be assigned to a variable on the scope. And so if, if I have a form and I give it an attribute name is foo, then I can say scope.foo, and that is a form object. And so then that, that has like a dollar errors, and that shows me all the errors in that form. It has like set pristine, set dirty, like is invalid, like actually invalid and valid are like crazy easy for enabling and disabling a save or, or a reset button because like you don't want people to be able to submit the form if it's invalid. And I've seen this countless times where you have a function that goes through your model and checks everything to make sure, oh, did they fill out everything that they're supposed to, all the required fields? But like, it's just so much easier to say, if this form is invalid, then don't let them click the submit button. Or if they do, like show them an error message of some kind. And like even better than that, like going onto the form control level. So if you're form has a name and it's assigned on the scope, then all of the fields with an ng model on it, if those have a name, the name of that is assigned as a property on that form. And so if I have a form named foo and a ng model input named bar, then I can say foo.bar.errors, like dollar errors, and that will be a hash of all of the errors of that field. Um, and I can, you know, show like real-time messages of what is actually wrong with that field. And, and using the ng-messages module like makes that crazy easy. So it's just about caring about your users and what, like making sure that they're using your application properly and they're, they're assisted, handheld through the whole process. And using something like Angular Formally or, or uh, the other modules, uh, Angular Form Schema, I think. But using something like that to kind of abstract away all of the HTML that you have to do can really like improve the maintainability of your application and like you don't have to worry about validation except in just one place and so yeah just it makes things a lot cleaner in your application throughout i'm I'm wondering because we mentioned the html validation so you you can have like an email field or a phone number field and it'll validate it or the web page will actually the web browser will validate it should you do one or the other or can you run them both at the same time or does that even make sense no, that totally makes sense. Yeah, you can actually run them both at the same time. So if you're, in most cases, you will want to put no validate on all of your forms. And actually, in most cases, you'll likely want to use ng form in place of the regular form tag. Although it doesn't provide you the like ng submit and, and action if you're posting to a server. But anyway, yeah, so you can use both. And it, so if you say, hey, this input is type email and this is what I do. Angular will automatically validate that as an email input, and it will do its own validation. Um, because on the form, you want to put no validate because browsers will do a UI to validate your form differently from one another, and lots of times uh, that's not okay for product managers to just say, hey, we've got a style, we want to do it this way. And so you put no validate on your form, and then Angular will validate it for you whether you do that or not. You just say, hey, browser, I'm going to deal with this myself. And then... If you have like an input type email, Angular will automatically validate that for you and, and add that to the like dollar errors on the form and dollar errors on the form control itself. And so like then you can show error messages based on, on that email. So you can definitely use the regular HTML5 attributes on your ng model inputs. And yeah, that works just fine. So the other question I have then, and it sounds like the answer is yes, is are there any built-in validations that I can use? 
for example, validating an email or validating a phone number or validating that it's all numeric, you know, values or something like that. I, I'm pretty sure that this is true, but anything that's supported by the browser, like regular HTML5 will be uh, Angular supports. I'm almost positive that's true. Definitely email. Um, I know I've seen the regex in, in Angular uh, that validates the email. And obviously, like, the Angular teams at Google where they have access to, like, the Chrome team, and so they can make sure, hey, is our, are we validating the same way that Chrome is? Make sure that's uh, legit. So most things... There's something built in, but like if you have one-off case, like for example, a phone number, um, I don't think that HTML5 supports validating a phone number. I could be wrong, but I don't think that's tr- that they do, and so I don't think Angular does either. Um, so where I work, we're voice over IP, so phone numbers are kind of a big deal for us, and so like we have our own validation for phone numbers. Phone numbers are actually really interesting to validate, but uh, yeah, so we have our own validation for phone numbers, and and really it's just like a function. That, that returns true if it's valid. So it's it's crazy easy uh, using the validator's pipeline to do that. Did that answer your question? Yeah, I'm just thinking about the possibility of creating an extension for Angular that includes a whole bunch more. Oh yeah, totally. Which, which In might fact, be nice. yeah. Oh yeah, and I wouldn't I wouldn't build anything without something like this. But I have a a factory that's basically just a big list of everything that I like to validate. So I like I should pull it up, but I've got a phone number in there, a MAC address. I don't think I have credit card. Like, yeah, I, I've got a, a bunch of like the less common things that you validate in there so that anywhere in my application I say, hey, formally, here's a, a field I'm configuring and here's a validator for phone number um, and here's my validator and just reference the function in, in that validator's factory. Actually, I have an abstraction on top of that, so I don't even have to do that everywhere. But yeah, totally. And, and like I said, I wouldn't build a, a real app, big application without doing something like that to keep your validators in one place so that like somebody says, hey, there's something wrong with this field's validation. You just go to the one place to update that, like, that validation type. Because if there's a problem with this field's phone number validation, then there, there should be a problem with all the phone number validation because you shouldn't be copy-pasting that code. And actually, like you said, Chuck, like building a, a library, I wonder if a module existed that does this, it would actually be a good JavaScript in general library. It wouldn't have to be an Angular thing at all, but just a whole bunch of functions that validate different types of user input. That would be awesome. Well, you could build that library that's, you know, a phone validator, and it's just a function that, yeah, runs regex or however you're going to do it. And then Mm -hmm. you could build an Angular extension on top of that that just gives you all the directives. Yep, totally. But anyway, we're running close to time. Is there anything else that we should talk about on this? No, I I think I just, I do want to say that like field validation is, is about caring about your users and their experience with your application. And so you don't want them to like fill out this huge long form, hit the submit button, and then like go to the next page and get an error that says, Hey, you've missed this field, or hey, you like idiot. Uh, like, you you want them to have a good experience interacting with your application. And yeah, it's so, usually not very nice to call your users idiots, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was calling uh, me an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, like I said, validation is about like showing that validation to your users. It's about uh, caring about your users, and also like I want to put in a plug for accessibility as well. Like by using something like Angular formally or your own abstraction, Matthias, uh, I've got a, a pic of a, a video meetup, but Matthias built kind of his own abstraction similar to formally. But like, I definitely highly recommend that you do this because 
when it's less difficult for you to code up a form control, like an input, a radio button or something, it makes you, like, you have more time to, to focus on um, other things that really matter, like accessibility and uh, validation for that matter. And so definitely, like, it's about caring about the, the people who are using your application. Ken, can you give us your 60-second pitch on why NG Messages, that module for Angular 1.3, was created and what the value in that is? Yeah, totally. So um, if you're not familiar with the dollar errors that gets attached to a form or a, a field control, then this will make a little bit less uh, sense to you, so I recommend go looking into that. Or if you haven't like shown real-time error messages to your users on, on your forms, I definitely recommend that you do. But NG Messages makes that whole process a million times easier. So what, what you used to do is like, so that errors is basically a hash of all of the fields that are in error. So you, you have a, like, say you have four fields that are required and only two of them are filled out. Uh, well, the two that aren't filled out will be in an array that's called required. So the, the key is the validator that's failing. And then the array is the fields that are invalid because of that key. So that validator that's failing. So those those two fields that are required that aren't filled in will be in that array. And so what you wind up doing is you say, okay, on this form, I want to show this message. If this field is required and, and it's like in that array, and then if this thing is in that array too, and, and then, oh, I also have a max length and I also have an email and I've, I've got all these ifs and I only want to show one message at a time. So I've got to make sure if there's only one message and like, it's just, it turns into a real big mess very, very fast. And so with ng messages, it just abstracts all of this away from you. And you just say, Hey, ng messages, your directive. And here is my errors object. And then you just provide a list of messages that says, Hey, this is the message I want you to show when there's a, a required error. And this is the one I want you to show when there's an email error and Da, 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 all the different error types, and then it'll uh, display all of those for you. So that was a little bit longer than 60 seconds, but that's the basic gist, is it just makes your life like incredibly easier when it comes to displaying messages to your users about form errors. And, and is it the best thing ever? Right after chocolate milk. And peanut butter and jelly. Awesome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right, well, um, I hate to push this along this way, but uh, we had one or two people say that they had a hard stop, so... I'm going to push us into picks, and we'll have uh, John Papa start us out. So my first pick is going to be basically a theme. It's more like a tip, I guess, a theme that Kent was going along, and that's I like to say that validation in the client is a user experience and that on the server validation is a necessity. So it's just like security. You want to do that kind of stuff in the client for user experience uh, for validation and security, but on the server you want to do that as a necessity. Don't skip one or the other. Have both of those. And then for my tip, I'm going to say you definitely want to check out Kent's different libraries he's got out there. There's pretty cool stuff going on. Thanks. Awesome. Joe, what are your picks? I'm going to pick a timing tool that I've been using recently just to track my time because I'm kind of interested in not just how many hours I spend each day, but really how those hours are spent. I'm interested in tracking that so I can try to fine-tune and not spend too much time on activities that are less important. And I was looking for something that wasn't about a big, you know, team time tracking and timesheets and stuff like that, but just was like, track my time and, and give me an easy way to see how it's spent. And I found this tool called Toggle, T-O-G-G-L dot com. It's free. It's really awesome. Good user interface. It gives you this nice little summary at the bottom of like your week, how you spent your week according to 
across different projects that you do. And I've really enjoyed it. Super awesome tool. So that's going to be my pick for this week. I've used that tool. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I really like it. And then for my tip of the week, I'm going to say that you should only be using one module unless you truly understand why you're not using one module in your Angular projects. Hmm. Hmm. Wait, 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 wait. Can you say that again? I'm use, a sick. <laughs> use one module unless you actually understand why you should use more than one module. Ah, gotcha. Because yeah, the reason that. most people use an extra module is not actually a good reason. There are good reasons to use more than one module, but the reason most people use more than one module is not a good reason. Mm. Awesome. Lucas, what are your picks? So I'll go with the tip first, and then I will go with a pick. Is I did a blog post on the MailChimp sign-up form on my blog, onehungrymind.com, and Marcy Sutton, who is kind of the Angular accessibility expert, called me out and said, you should actually use NG Aria on this to make it accessible for people with disabilities. And I was actually like, well, how do I do that? Like, what do I do? And I realized you simply have to just add the NG Aria submodule to your Angular application, and it will do everything for you behind the scenes. So really, really fantastic. And so there's no reason if you're doing forms not to use NG Aria. And then my pick is actually Kent Dodd's videos on Egghead. I have found to be really helpful. I actually have continued to learn stuff as he puts videos out. I think they're really good. And so uh, definitely give them a look. And so really good work on those, Kent. I really appreciate them. Oh, thanks, dude. Same to you. Architecture oh. is important, dude. Hug. Oh, this is, this is the This is the Kent Dodd's love show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Actually, um, uh, it, it's funny. I was just going to say, like, I did an egghead video on the NG Aria module, and it was just so easy that I had to fight to find stuff to make it longer than a minute. That's a glowing recommendation if I've ever heard one. It's awesome. Yeah, it's way easy. All right. Well, I have a, a pick and a tip. My pick is the Life on Fire Virtual Summit. You can get it at lifeonfirevirtualsummit.com. Nick Unsworth is just interviewing all kinds of awesome people. One thing that I did, though, is they have a paid option. And I got in when it was a donation of $97. Now it's $197. But all that money goes toward building a school in Guatemala. And then you can actually listen to all the interviews and stuff on the Virtual Summit for free. So you don't have to pay. When I donated, though, I got access to a whole bunch of extra stuff. So a lot of the people that he's interviewing gave up, like, digital courses and things like that. And so uh, I got all kinds of extras. Um, when I did it. And so I've been going through uh, one of those right now and it's just been really, really cool. Awesome. Yeah, I, I really like it. So if you're if you're doing entrepreneurial stuff, then go check that out. Um, we'll put a link in the show notes. And my tip is more of just a general programming tip. Uh, and that is, is I found that in general, this isn't always true, but is generally true. If you can break logic up into smaller functions, and uh, put names to things that you're going to put uh, anonymous functions on, then your code becomes easier to read because then you have intention-revealing names that give you information about what's going on without you having to actually know the implementation details uh, until you care about them. So that's my tip. Kent, do you have a pick and a tip for us? So my first pick is Complex Forms at the Mountain View uh, AngularJS Meetup. This was the video I mentioned earlier from Matthias. 
how he kind of built his own uh, mini formally, but he ha- had a lot of really solid concepts in there that I think that people should know about. My second pick is Christmas lights. My wife and I like uh, driving our kids around during this time of year when Christmas lights are up, and they're just great. I like Christmas lights. We'll have to compare then, notes so you can tell us where to go. Yeah, there's one street where like these neighbors are definitely having a, a battle. It's awesome. And then, obviously, I, I just like to pick Angular formally. It's made my project so much easier, and so go check that out for sure. And then my tip is uh, the dot, or even better, controller as. So if you haven't run into the problem with binding primitives, you're dodging a bullet because it is such a pain in the rear. Um, so like in your ng models, make sure that you've got a dot in there, um, or even better, like use controller as syntax for everything um, because it'll really hit you hard uh, for hours and it hurts. Very cool. All right, before we wrap up, I just want to remind folks that we are doing JS Remote Conf. By the time this comes out, you've missed the early bird and the CFP, but we should have the schedule up pretty soon. So uh, keep an eye out for that. You can find it at jsremoteconf.com. And thanks for coming, Kent. Yeah, thank you yeah, thanks, for having Kent. me. It's been a lot of fun. All right, well, awesome. we'll, we'll wrap up, and we'll catch you all next week. This episode is sponsored by Mad Glory. You've been building software for a long time, and sometimes it gets a little overwhelming. Work piles up, hiring sucks, and it's hard to get projects out the door. Check out Mad Glory. They're a small shop with experience shipping big products. They're smart, dedicated, will augment your team, and work as hard as you do. Find them online at madglory.com or on Twitter at madglory. Hosting and bandwidth provided by the Blue Box Group. Check them out at bluebox.net. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by Cashfly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with Cashfly. Visit C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y.com to learn more. Do you want to have conversations with the Adventures in Angular crew and their guests? Do you want to support the show? Now you can. Go to adventuresinangular.com slash forum and sign up today.